This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here with Nick Antonucci and Jarrett McKenzie, and we've been talking about various things, um, and we got lots more to go. So, Kelly Lynn, yes. tell us what's coming up next. I've got a couple of investors here. They are early 50s, uh, Bryce and Natalie. Um, they were recently pitched an alternative investment portfolio from their advisor. So, um, they are unsure how they feel. They chose a moderately conservative advisor whose investment philosophy they understood, they agreed with. They've been very happy with him for more than like 10 years. Only recently have they been approached with this alternative investment lineup. Mm. While their portfolio performance hasn't been bad, it's mostly in line with the market. And of course, you know, like everybody, they would love more, better performance, but they're unsure about the risk that would come with alternative investments. On the other hand, their advisor brought it to them. So does that the advisor think it's a good fit or I would think yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I I can't imagine any advisor that would bring you uh, you know some sort of a um, well, I mean, I think there's like opportunity. I think there's like a are you a fit on paper? Do you have the money yeah, and the well, time horizon? And then there's a fit as yeah. in who are you fundamentally? Yeah. Like, yeah. So there, there's a few things that you need to be considerate of. Yes. Alternatives do have uh, limits. There's requirements before you can invest in most alternatives. Uh, they they talk about qualified purchasers mm-hmm. uh, and then accredited investors basically there's there's a few more pieces that bolt onto this but uh qualified purchaser is going to have five million dollars in investable assets excluding uh, your primary residence correct yeah in each case that's what it's going to be you can't include your primary residence as part of your investable right. uh, assets so uh the um accredited investor is one million dollars mm-hmm. in investable so you know and you have to have income of well, it's or is it or? It's okay. or, yeah, yeah. or two hundred thousand a year. Yep. So uh, if you're filing you know, single, right? There's right. there's some other ways that you can joint. get into mm-hmm. it. I mean, you you basically have to be sophisticated in order to be able to to uh, take on these sorts of risks. Part of it is Kelly Lynn. You said something about investment horizon. Mm-hmm. There often are lockups, meaning that you cannot get your money back if you give it to them. You sign a contract saying, "I'm not going to ask you for my money back for." Mm. X number of years, quite often it's seven, sometimes it's longer. Um, If you do want to get out of the investment prior to that, sometimes there's options, but you're basically at the mercy of the fund that you've invested with. So Mm -hmm. um, they tell you when and how much if if people want out and uh, uh, how much, and that's like on a quarterly basis, this much dollars we can spend out, you Mm -hmm. know, to to uh, investors, and that wasn't very good English, was it? No. This much dollars. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'll have to go back uh, to remedial you. English this, class. This much I hear dollars. that in all the time. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I didn't even pick up it's, on it. Uh, yeah. who, who, learned you, who learned you that? Who learned me? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, but the thing is, you know, there's limits, and, and they want you to be somebody that's not easily picked off. You, you have to have some experience, or you have to have enough money to cushion you from mm-hmm. uh, the poorhouse, I guess. Yes, but yeah. uh, 
they they want people in there but there are some actual alternatives now you know they said that they would like to make more than the market well in order you know the old basic finance theory is oh, in order yeah. to do that you're going to have to take on more, more risk, risk right mm -hmm. so you can invest in in uh, fixed income type strategies or you can invest in equity type strategies basically what's going to happen is you're hiring a manager mm -hmm. and the manager is going to go out and find opportunities either in lending mm -hmm. or in you know purchasing of smaller businesses that would allow you to participate in the profit and cash flows of those businesses just like you do in public markets only on a much smaller scale so you know they and, and also less diversified and so, and while it's not always the case oftentimes when you see these high flying private deals they're they're investing very early on in in the life cycle of a business right so again not always right. but um, well, venture capital the, is what you're talking about probably more so nick and and believe it or not that is the riskiest bunch mm -hmm. uh you know on average that you're ever going to run across you're going to get some of these ideas that haven't been proven yet they're going to be uh maybe a concept or a product that is this why shark tank off. is so exciting to watch uh, it, it could be some of that yeah okay. i mean those are going to be the types of folks and you know they're making offers of a quarter to a half million dollars for a stake in equity in right. a small yeah. business the small business entrepreneur is uh, either relatively young or inexperienced within the business there's that's all risk right oh absolutely yeah so just like with shark tank you're getting access to investments you otherwise wouldn't because this is not it's not like public equity markets where you can just go in and buy a company's stock and become a shareholder and all that i mean that's it's a very different type of security which is why you have to meet those accredited investor right. definitions is they want you to understand like you said Troy, that you're locking your money up there's a very small chance that you can actually get access to these funds prior to uh the fund paying it back out at some point in the future and those liquidity requirements uh do change things for a lot of people because the client right. would probably ask you why in the world would i or tie my money up not be able to get it back what what am i getting for that yeah you know and that's that's really where the benefit of these comes in is that the additional risk that they carry kind of like what we were just talking about and the lack of liquidity should provide for in theory a greater return in the long run right that's what you're receiving for sure. the additional risk of tying up your money um, i think one one topic i'd like to address um as it relates to alts is is do, the due diligence process in mm -hmm. selecting an alts yeah. manager because it's very different. You know, we can, Troy, you and I can sit here all day and dig through a company's financials, a public company, and decide whether or not we want to make an investment. The tough part in the alts world is oftentimes you're just putting faith in a manager. You have no That's idea true. what what the fund is going to buy, what the prospects are. Um, you're not going to necessarily see the underlying financials of the companies that the, the, the investment is purchasing. Um, so... Choosing a manager with a proven track record really matters in this space. I mean, you can see the dispersion of returns just in the various asset classes and alter alternate investments. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very wide. So choosing someone who has a proven track record that has shown you, I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. matters a lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've, we've generated profit for, you know, many other investors in the mm -hmm. past. That, that's the kind of thing you want to look at. The other thing is they're not regulated nearly as highly. As the public company, uh, you're going to be finding yourself digging through financial statements in the due diligence process. Right. Uh, if you're not familiar with that sort of thing, it gets, you know, it's it's tough to, to figure some of this stuff out. Yeah. So yeah. and then you have the added risk of, well, 
are the financial statements audited and mm-hmm. you know are these uh uh, returns replicable yeah. in the future. There's lots of competition in that world. And mm-hmm. the only reason that your advisor has brought you these things is because it's getting more and more prevalent that's, in, that's, in business, in, yeah. in the investment business. And that's where I need to ask this question. Like you guys keep saying funds, you know, like yeah. what, what are, what? It's a, it's going to be a private fund, probably going to be. I was going to say, let's, let's break together. that down and explain be, that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be put together as a partnership. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they might call it a fund, but it only only to the level that I, I own, yeah. uh, you know, a portion of a partnership. You're a limited partner. And yeah. within that partnership, the business owns this and this and this business. So it's going to own multiple different uh, businesses that are a similar Okay, and uh, this is just strategy. a type of right. investment vehicle. Okay. It is, yeah. So generally those funds are pooling assets together so they can accomplish mm, okay. uh, a goal, kind of like our real estate funds where we're acquiring capital from various clients to exactly. go out and buy now, something they couldn't otherwise buy individually. Now, does that make it any more or less risky than, I the, guess, just going out and like being a venture capitalist, I assume? Well, yeah, you're not investing at yeah. that point. You've started a business. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's different. You're just providing you're providing uh, capital for someone else to go out and run an operating business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's literally what you're dealing with. And, I mean, and I have Kelly seen, Lynn, you I've said, seen or I've had bosses in the past who were part of a limited partnership, but it was one business. It wasn't yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, they yeah. were they probably were called on to be parts of the operations as well, I would okay. assume. Yeah. So in this case you're just providing capital. The general partner is gonna go out and, and provide the operations. Anyway, uh the, the the next thing that we probably ought to talk about is there are various levels of risk within this thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you go from venture capital all the way down to more private credit uh, where some of the strategies make a difference and it varies in risk by the underlying assets that are being invested in. A big topic. I mean, we could probably talk about this. I know. I, uh, a couple of things that I'd like to say is, you know, first of all, um, and Jared, this is one thing that we talked about on the break. These are huge. The, the, uh, the opportunity set in alternative investments is huge. Uh, recently, you know, a lot of folks might not like the guy, but uh, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, came out and said that the portfolio of the future will look very different, and it's because of these private deals. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's uh, sources that we use internally that have told us 90% of the businesses that are available for investment around the globe are not listed companies. They're private businesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of things that you can look at. Now, you know, Nick, we mentioned and talked about venture capital. That's kind of way out on the far end of the risk curve. You do get the opportunity to make a lot of money. You also get the opportunity to lose, lose a, lot a lot of money. Of money. Uh, so, you know, you need to be wary of this. You do have that, um, you know, bigger opportunity. But if you're not, if you're not a risk accepting individual, it's not really going to be for you to do something like that. But there I are think that's other a, things in there. Right. right. I was going to say, I think it's important to think about that because most people, when you hear alternative investments, you think, oh, I'm going to invest in the next SpaceX or, you know, you pick the high flying tech company of the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. that's where your mind goes. I'm going to catch lightning in a bottle again. And that's not the average experience. No. um, Right. That, that you should expect. Right. And and there's also opportunities. You don't have to be a qualified purchaser or 
uh, an accredited investor, there are opportunities for the the individual that don't have the assets or qualifications. Right? That's right. Over the last handful of years, you've seen a lot more popularity in what's called an interval fund. At its surface, it looks like a mutual fund. It operates in a lot of ways the same way. Um, you know, you're pulling assets. But this is basically alternates in a mutual fund wrapper with a few caveats, one being that you don't have the same liquidity as a mutual fund. It kind of sits in between with the alternative strategies, these private fund structures we talked about. You effectively have no liquidity, right? You you can expect your money to be locked up for seven to 10 years. In the interval fund structure, you have quarterly liquidity of between five and 25% of the fund. So the However, fund, right? And that means all the other holders too, right? Right. And that's the thing. So the, the fund company ultimately has say as to whether that's 5 to 25%, they can cap it. So you're not guaranteed to be able to get your money back. And you would expect that most times when you want your money out is when everyone else does. <laughs> of course. That's the way that works. Usually so there is, when, the, when the theater's on fire, everybody wants out, right? Right. Yep. So there is, you know, um, s- greater liquidity than the typical alt structure, Um but with that, you can also expect to have lower returns relative to the more pure play strategies. With part an interval of, fund. You mean. With an interval fund, because yeah. part of what what you're being compensated for in these alt strategies is lack of liquidity. Well, when you get some of that liquidity back, you should expect that your return profile is also going to be lower. Expenses are also high for these. That's the That's truth true. across yep. the entire alt space. Yep. It's no different in the interval fund structure. For example, our recommended interval fund is um, 2.8% annual expense ratio. That's pretty high for a mutual fund. It's real high. Yeah, real high for a mutual fund. But one last benefit is you have a typical 1099 at the end of the year. There's no sort of K1 that you often get with these other strategies. The other strategies will give you a K1. And no minimum qualifications. There's oftentimes a minimum buy-in of, let's say, 2,500 or 5,000. But beyond that, the the qualifications are minimal. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, Kelly Lynn, I think that probably fleshes it out as well Well, as we can do in a short No, no, I think that was good. We do have one listener question that I absolutely want to get to. And you are listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. Hold on to me as we go. As we roll down this unfamiliar road. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.